Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. A place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Guichet, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. Y'all, today's interview is with Bailey Hurley. Bailey is a writer and speaker who invites women to creatively build rooted community in their corner of the world. During our interview, she shares so much incredible and tangible knowledge about friendship and community, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's so good. It spoke to me so much. I can't wait for you to hear it. Bailey, hey, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Blake. I am so excited. Okay, so when I originally emailed you about coming on the show, we were talking about, I was like, let's have a conversation about hospitality. And after a minute, we were both like, that's a huge topic. Like, (laughs) let's narrow it down a little bit. And so we're going to talk about, like, true rooted community and like loving where you are, because I know that those are some things that you're really passionate about. And so, but to open us up, can you just like tell us a little bit about yourself? I just introed you, but I always like to let the person do a better job than me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So I live in Denver, Colorado, and I have been married to my husband for almost four years. His name is Tim. And I think my favorite thing about Tim is that he is an amazing partner that the Lord has just like brought to my life. And so when it comes to things like hospitality and community building, I really feel like he is like my perfect partner in that. And so we, um, I think share in common love for loving people, for having an open door policy to our home. Um, we lead a small group. Um, we've led a small group for like over two and a half years. And so I think having someone who's willing to have people in your house every single Wednesday for over two and a half years is a big deal. So I always say I'm the planner, I'm the organizer, I'm the one that's like kind of like the manager Uh of the situation. And then he is just the yes man. He's kind of like, yeah, like, let's do it. That sounds great to me. And it's just so good, I think, at bringing in those people who are kind of on the outside in. Mm -hmm. And so again, I'm just like dream team for loving people. And I'm so grateful for him. And then we have a son who is two and a half. His name is Hunter. And Hunter is just the best. And then we're about to have a little girl for the first time in like two weeks. So 
<laughs> like when I emailed you, you were like, yes, I'm down, but can we do it soon? Cause, uh, my due date's in four weeks, so, <laughs> which yes. is so cool that you're like willing to come on. I love the idea of y'all like being a dream team as far as like, that's kind of my husband and I's dynamic of like planner manager, like, let's do this. I just need him to be on board. And so, and I forget to be thankful that he is on board because I know that that is not like, yeah. that's not everybody's situation. I know that there are people who feel called to certain things and don't mm-hmm. have a husband that's on board. And so that's like a reminder of like, like, yeah, he doesn't plan stuff, but he's on board for it. If I'm down, like he's down. <laughs> so I love that. Um. So rooted community, you kind of have like two like hashtags, let's call them. So yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. So outside of being a stay at home mother and just like loving, I think the people in our community here in Denver, um, I have the opportunity to like to write and speak on the topic of female friendships, but then also biblical rooted community. And that kind of came from this, I think, idea of First, I think the Lord just has blessed me with incredible community in the past. But then when you move to new places or you experience these bumps in the road in your friendships, like you really got to like pick yourself up and like the Lord's teaching you something. Mm-hmm. And so I think through those experiences, the Lord has really directed this path of the importance and also like the value of deep, authentic and what I like to call rooted community, mm-hmm. um, because I think that that is a better description of the type of community we're all looking for, because I do think that we get into these cycles of surface level friendships or surface level relationships, and we just don't know how to go any further than that. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of just cycle through different friend groups. We cycle through different churches, different small groups, still just like looking for this ideal community. And we're just not really sure how to find it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, after struggling with that, it was this kind of call of saying, yeah, you're maybe you're not going to find it. So it's time that you create it yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's you so can't good. Have it <laughs> So that's kind of, yeah, so that's kind of how Rooted Community came to be as I was staying at home, wanting mm-hmm. to still pursue some kind of speaking career. That's my education is was in public speaking and leadership. That's what I got my master's in. And so being at home, I thought, I don't really know what this is going to look like. Yeah. And so three years in, I'm I'm enjoying being able to have my own like personal website, but have started doing some events as well to promote like a shared friendship building experience as well as getting the practical tools for um, engaging your friends. So that's yes. kind of, I'm like, that's what I get to do on the side. Very fun, very creative. Yes. Oh um, my gosh. So and like it. so needed, I think, because like, I, I mean, friendship is hard, like especially <laughs> in this season of kids and some of them go to school mm-hmm. and some of them don't. And if you're trying to pursue any kind of career or side thing you you said about like you hit bumps in the road Mm -hmm. and and I don't think that we're necessarily I mean most of my listeners are are women so we'll make it like (laughs) women-centric friendships like equipped to handle those bumps in the road Mm -hmm. or like do conflict well or realize that like conflict is a part of relationship and Mm -hmm. if we can do it well then your relationship thrives and like grows in that, you know, versus yeah. like, oh, we're upset with each other. That's it. This is that. That's mm-hmm. the end. 
you know? Yes. And I think, I know I've seen you talk about that. The idea is that your roots have to be in Christ first. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And I believe that that is probably the biggest thing in having healthy, fruitful relationships. Like Mm -hmm. I almost, I'm like, I don't know how you could do without that. Absolutely. Um, And I always kind of approach this idea with a metaphor of like a doorway. So kind of this threshold. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, oftentimes I think because when you like enter into someone's house, like that's where community can take place. Cause that's Mm -hmm. our kind of like where our community is taking place. But I think there's just this kind of idea of like, you have maybe like made it to the door, but you Mm -hmm. still can't seem to walk in. Mm -hmm. Um, Like something is like keeping you from like stepping over into the threshold into this community that God has for you. And so I feel like the barriers are the insecurities that our enemy like plays on or like pries on. And so I think one of the ways to look at it um, is this idea of trying to become more and more aware of what those barriers are. Um, because I don't know if they'll ever fully go away because we're imperfect and we're going to hurt each other and we're going to say things we didn't mean to <laughs> and we're going to wrestle with our insecurities probably for the rest of our lives. But being able to quickly recognize and then come back to truth is like the number one thing yes. to, make, to make it through community, to like yes. make it through friendships. And I think personally, I think of this example a lot, but one of our Wednesday small groups, I was putting our son to bed upstairs. So I was missing like the social time before we have discussion and these are people I've known a very long time. And these are like men and women who I feel very comfortable with. Like these are our people and our friends, our family. And I was coming downstairs and I saw like the women were kind of circled up talking and immediately just like a wall came up and I felt just, I felt her, I felt left out. I was like, Oh man, they don't even really care if I was here or not. Like they didn't miss me when I was upstairs. They're not immediately welcoming me into the circle. And so in my heart, I just felt this like, well, fine. Like, I'm not going to say hi. I'm not going to be excited to see them. Um, So I think there's just this horrible defensiveness because of some random insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so I think just having walked through this so many times, I like went to the bathroom, I shut the door and I was just like, okay, Lord, I know that this, these are emotions from the enemy. Like Mm -hmm. this is hundred percent like an attack. And I, like, I recognize it. I call it out and like, help me just like take a deep breath and breathe and work through this right now. Mm -hmm. So I can almost have a restart, a refresh, like walk back out there and I can be an almost like be a normal human being, (laughs) (laughs) like be friendly and excited to see my friends. Like they are excited to see me. They, but there is just, I think these different ways that the enemy totally draws us out of community um, because that's like, he doesn't want to see those things happen. He doesn't want to see us connecting and growing deeper and bearing each other's burdens and serving one another mm-hmm. and like, you know, reflecting God's love and service yes. and care, like in relationship with other people. And so, yes, like we're all going to battle against these different, um, I think lies yeah. that happen when we are approaching community, when we're like walking into that threshold and we just kind of turn around and say, ah, like I can't go in. Like yeah. I can't really be vulnerable. I can't really trust. I can't really commit my time. I can't really, you know, let my guard down. And I think that we all respond in different ways too, which I never thought I would say this about myself. But when I think of that experience, I do get very defensive. Mm -hmm. And maybe sometimes people get like really emotional or down. 
or hopeless, but I definitely always seem to respond with this like, okay, fine. Like you don't want to be friends. Then then, like, I don't want to be friends either. But mm-hmm. like we don't yep. have to ever hang out. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. I don't need you. I don't need anybody. I'll be fine. No, and I think that the the reality is exactly what you said about like Satan hates that. He hates mm-hmm. solid Christ rooted community and friendships mm-hmm. and he's going to throw whatever he can whether it's your own stuff or yes. it's their stuff mm-hmm. manifesting in your life like he is going to use whatever he can and i i love the idea of like pissing him off like i love the idea of like <laughs> m- like ruining his plans yes. i literally just last week like had a com- like a really difficult conversation with a friend where like some of her insecurity kind of came up and she said some hurtful things and I was like crying, which I'm like not a crier. But in that moment, because my roots are in Christ, because my identity is in Christ and because we've invested in one another enough that I know that she loves me and I love her, mm-hmm. we were able to kind of like turn it around and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hold yes. on. This is yes. not that like this is n- neither of us mean what's like being said we're speaking out of hurt we're speaking out of our own insecurity and i i have experienced time and again like in christian friendships that not being what happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it going that way that you leave you know you just get up and you leave and your feelings are hurt and I think we, like, we have got to realize that we have to protect our relationships. Like, I think we're told to protect our marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to be protecting our friendships because those mm-hmm. are just as dangerous to Satan. Mm-hmm. Maybe not just as, but pretty dang close. Yes. You know, to, like, I think he wants to take those down, too. And we're so focused on protecting our marriage and being good moms and those kind of things that we forget. Like, we're, we have a call to community. Mm-hmm. And if we're not protecting that and fostering that, and that doesn't look like seeing each other multiple times a week necessarily, no. like it depends on what life phase you're in. Mm-hmm. But like when my eyes aren't on Christ, like I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> Just <laughs> yes. like consistently, Agreed. I'm mm-hmm. a terrible friend. I don't check in. I put mm-hmm. up walls. I believe lies. I believe things mm-hmm. about them that like I know are not true. Yes. And totally. So, and I think you just approach them empty. Yes. And honestly, community is all about pouring out. So when you do, it just isn't going to go well. Right. And I think that you are more likely to leave feeling even more drained or exhausted oh or just you don't feel satisfied, which mm-hmm. community should never satisfy you. But if you're satisfied in Christ first, like you're going to find the joy in even in like the weaknesses of your friendship, like you'll you'll still see the life that's happening, mm-hmm. and you'll feel like this was like this was good. This like is good. God, God did something good in our conversation, in our hike, in our whatever you know, serving communion on a Sunday morning. Right. Um, right. Like I felt the Lord's presence there. I felt like fruit was being developed, and it's not what the world says. Like it is not this like oh this happiness they gave like they gave me something but there I think this again a deeper feeling of of joy of saying like you know yes like I poured out into this conversation or I gave more of my time than she did or being able to serve other people with like a healthy heart Mm -hmm. it all comes with being like yes because I am full I am filled I am satisfied knowing exactly like what the love and belonging and welcome that God has given me so I can more readily like give it to other people. Yes. And I think 
I feel like so many of my conversations in interviews lately are circling back to that, that like cliche of you can't pour out of an empty cup. Like, I can't be a good friend if I am not being filled up by Christ, because more likely than not, I'm going to be grabbing at you to, Mm -hmm. like, fill that space that you were never intended to fill. Like, Mm -hmm. my friends were never meant to fill that space. And then if I need so much from them, then I can't step into their junk with them. I can't Mm -hmm. step in when they're the ones struggling. Right. And I am so desperately looking to, like, have a need met then like I I can't I can't step in and be like I'm really sorry like let's let's go to war like let's fight these lies let's Mm -hmm. this is truth I can't be a good friend if I'm not rooted in Christ it's like it's like a math equation like it doesn't work it doesn't work and I think it's important to recognize that like you will have those moments and you will have those you know friend dates or hangouts that will feel less than and I think it's okay to say it's probably because of those things versus like, I guess we just don't click anymore. I guess that they're just in a different season now than I am. Um, I think again, we're too quick to like make a judgment call that this isn't working anymore or Mm -hmm. this friend isn't as important anymore. When we like do again, hit those like stale moments or it just wasn't, didn't, wasn't that great. Um, whatever that might be, or there is a conflict. And so I just, I think we're so easy to give up and I don't think that that's again, exactly what the Lord wants for us. And so I think to like recognize, you know, that it was either me or maybe something going on in her that it, that it just didn't, it didn't work out this time. It doesn't mean that it's over. It doesn't like you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like this isn't like all a wash. It just like my husband and I have funky days. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, oh, well. I'm done here. We had a weird day, you know, like Mm -hmm. we can't treat our friendships that way Mm -hmm. either. I totally did not like preface this in like when we talked before, but in situation, have you been in situations where there were friendships that like it was time to walk away and for that Mm -hmm. season to end and you like felt like that was the right thing? Mm -hmm. I think that there is I think that happens quite a bit and sometimes happens very naturally, which I think is thankfully a beautiful thing. Cause I think about college relationships that I've had that you do slowly lose contact over time. And so you can still see a picture of them and you think pot, like you think positive thoughts mm-hmm. and know you're like, oh, man, like that was such a good season. And either I'm disappointed we aren't friends anymore, or I just, it's good that we both like, you know, both moved on. And mm-hmm. I think that that is totally normal and healthy. And so I'd say only a few times in my life have I had maybe a more negative situation where I'm, where I'm almost like, okay, this, how do I have this conversation that maybe, maybe this isn't working or this isn't healthy for us anymore. Mm-hmm. And again, usually because it just, I haven't fully found like the right way to do it, especially because there's two people involved. Mm-hmm. I say usually it does end more in a like unspoken or in a just more hurtful way. And you can try to like come back to it. Um, but yes, so I do think yeah. that, that that happens. And again, I'm like the Lord, thankfully, or eventually can reconcile those things, yes. whether between both of you or just for yourself. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm like, I think so that yes, I have sometimes had. that reconciliation looks like one-sided almost, Mm -hmm. you know, where like I've been in situations where God just kind of gave me peace and was Mm -hmm. like, 
it's okay to like let this go like it's okay to to move forward and I think it's this weird like dichotomy that we as believers and women can get stuck in that like Mm -hmm. everybody needs to be my best friend always Mm -hmm. but then also I don't know how to do this you know so we're like stuck in this tension of and I believe like obviously like an inclusion and you know everybody always but that's all like community is community community is intentional community isn't like 60 best friends Mm -hmm. but then also like just making room at the table like I think it's just this like back and forth that we can friendship is weird and friendship is hard (laughs) and like like doing life consistently with people is thank good like exactly what you said when we first started talking I don't know how people do it without Jesus like how do people do relationships without being filled by Christ first it's it's hard (laughs) yes and I think and it doesn't always like um letting go of a friendship let's say um doesn't always have to either be painful it doesn't have to be painful either because I think about our small group and there's like 19 women in the small group it's a very large small group Mm -hmm. and so there is a time where I think I'm open to become friends with each woman that comes, you know, mm-hmm. because when we started, we didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was new friendships, like walking into our lives. And if they are like, if it doesn't, if sometimes if it just doesn't work or we live on opposite sides of town or that the friendship isn't reciprocated in some way, I feel comfortable letting that go, but mm-hmm. they're still in our community. You know, like Absolutely. you have the birthday party that everyone comes to. Absolutely. Yeah. You have those like three women that you're like, okay, yes, yes, I'm seeing something happening here. Um, but I definitely still try it out. You go on like mul- like multiple coffee dates again, you know, like you're getting to know one another. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you're like, okay, I think this is just, <laughs> we can, I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to stop trying um, to force this. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So, and I, again, I don't know if every single time that you feel that it has to be talked about verbally. Hopefully no, I'm always like, hopefully yeah. it's just, um, kind of felt thing yeah um and so I think that that's okay too when you talked about like yes we can't be best friends with we cannot be best friends with everyone being comfortable to say that yes it's fine like and I gave it a try we we can still be in community like we can still still do life together but Mm -hmm. like I think it's okay to like have your people Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes like I know I've struggled with feeling oh am I being exclusive like am I being clicky Mm -hmm. but then it's like like, no, like, God put these women into my life, and they are my people, mm-hmm. and they have proven over time and time again that they are, like, trustworthy and that I can lean on them and vice versa, and, like, that is good. I think that's how mm-hmm. God intended it, and I'm so thankful that that's how he intended it. Yes. This episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast is sponsored by Magnolia, Inc., Apparently, nobody knows that I make my actual dollars by doing brand and website design work. So I figured, hey, why not sponsor my own podcast and get the word out? I am obsessed with having the opportunity to come up beside dreamers and entrepreneurs and create a brand and an internet presence that will eventually be the foundation their business can stand on. So if you have an idea or, I mean, if you have an existing brand or site that you hate, you need to give your girl a shout. You can find my portfolio and how to get in touch at www.magnolia-inc.com. 
or you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram and we can chat about what would be the best fit for you. You can find me at the girl named Blake on with the show. Okay. So I know you also have a really incredible resource you've created, which is dwell Mm -hmm. the city guide. So I want you to tell us about that. Yes. So dwell the city guide again, spurred from this, I think millennial transitioning culture, um, of this idea. I think we like move a lot quicker. We move often, more often, I think. And we're in college seasons. You're like going to a new place. Um, and I think again, that's really lonely and you might not even be new to a place. You might've been there for a couple of years, but you still don't feel connected, Mm -hmm. um, in your city. And so this guide is like a 35 page journal prompt to walk you through getting to know your city better. Um, and as you get to know your city, you kind of find that like, this is where I belong. This Mm -hmm. is my, these are my favorite like neighborhood things that I enjoy. He, like here, are the names of my neighbors and the things I'm getting to know about them. Here are even um, serving opportunities in the city. So kind of asking yourself, like, what what are some of the nonprofits in the area? Mm-hmm. that I, if, How could I give back with what I have? And so really connecting you to create this meaningful life exactly where you are. Yes. And again, because I think that there is a struggle and maybe not just millennials, but I definitely see um, a trend there of feeling dissatisfied. Like mm-hmm. what I have is never enough. I thought moving to Seattle was going to be better than Dallas. I thought moving to Atlanta was going to be better than my like little small town in Michigan. And when you get there, all of a sudden you realize, okay, wait, like I'm still a stranger. Yes. Like I still feel unmet expectations and needs. And how do I, how do I make this, this feel good right here, right now with yes. what I have? And so trying to like battle a little bit of that um, discontent with saying, well, again, like you have the ability to connect with your, with your environment, with your city, with the people around you to make it a really meaningful experience. Yes. Um, What's really awesome is I partnered with this with a local girl named Rachel Gordon and she, I'm always like, she totally led the charge in this. (laughs) So I'm like, all the credit goes to her. And what's really cool is the guide also um, a percentage, and I think actually right now it's 50% of the purchase goes back to the National Alliance to End Homelessness, um, oh. which is a um, obviously nationwide nonprofit. And just again, because we were like, this is so cool, but we want it to, to again, be like giving back to our communities in yeah. some way. Yeah. Uh, so that's been very cool. I love that. And I, like, so I've lived in my city for 10 years and I, like, I came here it was, it's a college town. So I came here to go to college and then like met my husband and stayed. Mm-hmm. And we're just now starting to put down real roots and like be mm-hmm. invested in our community. And so like, I want, I'm going to get it. Like I'm going to get dwell because we mm-hmm. aren't, I, I think we're so busy, which is such <laughs> a cop out, but like everybody, like whether you just moved to a city or you've lived there for 10 years, like I look at people who I see invested in Baton Rouge Mm -hmm. and that is so cool. And it's not even like believers necessarily, but it's just people who care about the community that care about their neighbors that care about the city and they're Mm -hmm. doing it super well. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, imagine if the church stepped up and did that, Mm -hmm. you know, like imagine if, if those of us who love Jesus were like loving more than just like the four walls of our church 
yes. really well. And so mm-hmm. that's very challenging and definitely something that I want to step into. And I think it goes right back to what we were talking about with friendship. Like if my investment is in Christ, then investing in my city community mm-hmm. should be a relatively natural outflow of that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and again, I like sometimes feel these red flags going off of like, but I can't do everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what dwell really invites. Instead, it's inviting you to just kind of like do one thing, mm-hmm. but do a little bit of your research, you know, where right. and almost this like, especially if you are not like new, freshly new to a place. But if you've been there a while to say, you know what, if I actually sit down and take note, these are the two coffee shops that I frequent the most. And maybe there's something there. Like maybe mm-hmm. this is or know the like the regulars that come in um, or even just, I don't know, kind of like serve or give back. Mm-hmm. I was attending this gym that was um, like less than a mile run from our house. And this is before we moved. And I think I've been going for maybe two years or something. And it was just a gym, but I was, you know, wanting to do like, you would talk to people in the classes, the mm-hmm. classes that you were, that you saw regularly. I made up a day where it was like, appreciate your gym day. And I like got Gatorade for all the workers and the trainers. Aww. And they were just like, this is the coolest thing ever. And so it wasn't big. It wasn't, I wasn't trying to tackle like a local issue or anything like that, but it right. was just like, I already go to the gym. This is a part of my city. These are people who like live in my community. So like, what can I do that's small that I can kind of, yeah, just be invested in in a place that I'm already att- like already um, consuming. Yeah. So you know, it's this idea of like, okay, if we're just this like consumer culture and we're taking, right. taking, taking, maybe like what are what can you give back to like maybe what you're already doing or for if it's your first time of saying, okay, where could I be giving back Yeah. to create this like meaningful experience for me and my community? Yeah. And I think that what holds us back from that is the same exact thing that holds us back from person to person friendship is like my my first thought is oh I don't want people to think I'm weird like I don't (laughs) want people to think that I'm like like you know Mm -hmm. a weirdo but our old pastor used to always say like be different but not weird like that's different like that is like you didn't I'm sure you weren't like here's a Gatorade and let me like preach the gospel like you're just like here's some Gatorade and like that like registers for people there's something different about this person Mm -hmm. what the heck like she cares about the gym like that's just (laughs) such a tangible way to be christ with people to people without being you know handing out tracks and being obnoxious about it (laughs) (laughs) um this is like so much incredible tangibility that i'm like i have an obnoxious amount of notes so good and like that's kind of the heart of this podcast is giving people like just realistic ways to take steps forward. And you mm-hmm. are doing such an incredible job equipping people for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful to like have been able to have a conversation with you about it um, before you have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to close out, we do some like rapid fire questions. Um, what is your Enneagram type? I am a type three. Okay. And like through and through. Yeah. Like there is no ifs about it. Like, yes. yes. Like, yes. I am a type three. Yeah. You're, <laughs> like, you read the list and you're like, yes, 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 uh-huh. yes. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm an eight pretty through and through, like, mm-hmm. to my core. So, yeah. I, I get it. I, I used to say I was an eight wing eight. 
Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. But I think I actually do have a seven wing the more that I learn about it. But uh, <laughs> what is something that can always pull you out of a funk? I think being outside, um, we are so lucky to live in a place where oh it is sunny over 300 days of the year, and it is a very outdoorsy culture, mm-hmm. and I love it. I grew up in the Midwest, and the weather is so brutal, and there are no such things as, like, walking paths. I don't know. You just drove everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so it's amazing. Like, it's not uncommon to, yes, walk everywhere, be outside. And so I feel like whenever I'm feeling, eh, like, I just going outside for – 30 minutes. And it's like at your fingertips. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. It's like right there. And the weather totally affects my mood. And so the fact that it's not cloudy a lot, it just makes my life better. And whenever it is cloudy for a couple of days and then the sun comes back out, (laughs) there you are. (laughs) We're on like week two of rain here in Louisiana where like you can't step in the grass without your foot just like sinking into it my kids are losing their minds I'm like I'm with you sister like I miss the sun like (laughs) the the weather directly affects my mood Mm -hmm. as well uh and the last one is what is the last thing you watched on tv um, we actually just watched last night the KU basketball game. So I'm like, oh, maybe nice. not a show per se, yeah. but we love Kansas basketball and they won, Yes, which is good because they're having a terrible season. My mom went to KU. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's awesome. I feel like once you're a KU fan, you're always a KU fan. And so, yeah, we were excited that they actually won a game yeah. and very, we're very invested in <laughs> very our invested. little um, Hunter wore a jersey, his like KU jersey to bed last night. And so we we're just like, that's, that was probably the luck charm. So now, yeah. oh, now <laughs> every time. time they play, <laughs> and also Hunter wore today too. We like it's dropped fine. him off at his sitters and he's like, this is what I want to wear. Yeah. And we're like, all right. Okay. It's 30 degrees outside. You're not, it's like, you know, <laughs> tank top, whatever. <laughs> My girls both have KU t-shirts and we live in Louisiana. So it's like, it's a little weird when we wear them out in public, people are like, um to close us out can you tell people like where to find you and follow you oh yes okay so for um daily conversation i am very heavily on instagram at bailey.t.hurley and then for like tangible resources um i also have some uh, a shop that has like some fun friendship products where you can get the dwell the city guide um and then also i have some free friendship journal prompts on there um which are free for download and they're awesome it's like eight pages walking you through how to um kind of define friendship for your current season oh, of life nice. and so you can find those there too and that's at baileytherley.com so that's at my website and um I feel like those are the two main places where there's like, you know, kind of the stagnant, here's get all your resources. Yeah. 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 And then go talk to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we'll link to all of that in your show notes, uh, which is at confessions of a crappy Christian.com. Bailey, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. Yeah. Thanks so much for chatting with me, Blake. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the confessions of a crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week.
This morning, Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25 because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC. Start a rewarding new career right away. Giant Eagle has immediate openings for supermarket positions, including curbside roles, get-go positions, pharmacy technicians, and warehouse workers. To find your new job and get hired in as little as one day, visit jobs.gianteagle.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 